Welcome, Welcome to Show Us Your Bits. I'm Alice Rivers Cripps, the founder and creative director of Posh Totti Designs. We are the original hand stamp jewellery company. I've been doing it since 2004. And I'm Josie Lloyd, a friend of Alice's, and I'm an author based in Brighton. And together we came up with the idea of a podcast about the stories behind the jewellery that people wear, because we're always fascinated by the shiny bits, aren't we? We are so fascinated. And also there are so many tales. Each week, we'll be talking to each other with some anecdotes about our lives, and we'll be introducing a special guest. We've got some great guests lined up for you. For oh, you. so many amazing guests. It's and very finding, exciting. And delving into their jewellery boxes and finding out the stories behind the keepsakes that they really love. Behind their bling. Let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the Show Us Your Bits podcast. So... I don't know about you, but I'm a little superstitious. Do you know what I'm superstitious about? Knickers. Of course you are. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting oh you God. to say. I know, but if I've got, if I, I have lucky knickers. Definitely have lucky knickers. And sometimes I'll put a pair of knickers on and I'll go, nah, I'm not going to have a good day in these knickers. Do you know what? It's interesting because um, James, my husband, makes me, well, he doesn't make me wear knickers. Every <laughs> single year for New Year's Eve, he gets me a pair of red knickers because he says that it's welcoming in the new year in a pair of red knickers. That's quite right. I don't luck. really know what to, I don't know what but to do. But it's a Chinese Chine- thing. Oh, it's really? actually a Chinese, yeah. Oh, red knickers on it. It's well, not that's... just because he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Chinese superstition, and so that's well, we what are. we do. Yeah, but so you, lucky, are you, lucky knickers. Are you superstitious? I am superstitious. I will walk around a ladder into the road and almost get hit by a car rather than go under it. I will always say, I don't know about you, but I will always um, greet a magpie and say, good morning, Mr. Magpie. I've never done that, and, I have to um, say. When I have... A, Unfortunately, when I was in a driving test, I saw one magpie and I took my hand off the wheel. Oh, no. See, I do the magpie and I failed my driving test. There we are. We were so that wasn't lucky, was it? That that wasn't lucky, was it? We were thinking about calling this podcast magpies because we're both drawn to shiny things. And I also do spot magpies. And I I sit and I sit. I I I look at my. (laughs) Yeah, I always prefer that was two. But I've listened to a hilarious comedy thing by a guy called Rob Orton, who I suggest that you look up. He did a show in Brighton. He's just a really quirky poet and comedian. And he did this extremely funny thing about whether magpies look at humans and go, oh no, I've only spotted one. Is there another one? And it was this, this hilarious thing about how whether he was what what mag, magpies did the same thing with humans that we did with them. It was like, oh few, there's three. We almost need to find <laughs> out hilarious. what the point of it is. Because yeah. I we used to do little magpie charms. We don't do those anymore, but um but we do do lots of lucky charms. So we have like the hamza hand, the evil eye, um, the horseshoe, the wishbone. Yeah, um, there's lots of different lucky charms and um I always wear like I wear the Hamza name. Uh, necklace you gave me all the time but I love a lucky charm but somebody who is covered in charms who is somebody who is absolutely uh Mrs. Well I wouldn't say she's superstitious but she's kind of into everything as you will find out when you meet our fantastic guest this week. She is incredible. Uh, She is Jane Wilkes and we will just go straight to the interview I think because then it will explain how we met and everything but she's really fabulous so stay tuned for our very special guest on our Lucky Charms episode Jane Wilkes. Welcome to Show Us Your Bits podcast, Jane. 
Um, Welcome. Very delighted to have the lovely Jane Wilkes with us today. Um, Jane, should we explain a little bit how we know each other? Yes. So we met in, I think it must have been 2017, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Okay, I met Jane um, when she didn't look like she looks today, and I'll describe how she looks in a minute. (laughs) But she was looking very, very ordinary sort of... Uh, I hadn't been coloured in. You hadn't been coloured <laughs> in. Anyway, we, I met you because we were running um, and we were both going through breast cancer at the time and you were just a little bit ahead of me in treatment and you gave me an enormous amount of encouragement and proved to me that it was possible to run through breast cancer treatment. Um, and you had been a runner before that, hadn't you? Yes, I had. I learned to run in 2010, so quite late in life. Yeah, how old were you then? So you must have been... I was 49 when I learned to run. You took up running at 49. So it's never too yeah. late. Never no, too late. No, it's never too late to do anything. And yeah. then, but you'd done like ultra marathons, you'd yeah. done a 100 miler, hadn't you? No, I've done a 50 miler, oh, wow. so Stop hardly hard anything at all, really. God, I've done um, <laughs> 21 <laughs> marathons and four ultras. That's amazing. In four years. Wow. wow I can't so. even get that couch to 5k down <laughs> i can help you <laughs> yes please but jane was what but then heart very it was very hard running through cancer wasn't it and we yes. ran the brighton marathon 10k together yes. which was well something done. that inspired me to write the cancer ladies running club because i became very good friends with my running tribe of which you were a very instrumental part and you became the inspiration for tamsin the character in my book in my book who and you're brilliant to put in a book i've got as i've said to alice before i've got a a picture in my a little sign in my kitchen that says careful or you'll land up in my novel and you really did you've really landed up in my novel in a big way (laughs) as tamsin because you are an elder goss so explain to our listeners what that means to you Well, to me, it means that I am in my heart and soul gothic and always have been since I was a very little girl, uh, before there was any such thing as goth. Um, When I was a child, I was always attracted to the macabre and the spooky and the out there and the occult. And as I got older, that sort of fed into my musical choices and it just sort of naturally followed like a river that goes around different obstacles and so in 77 78 I was a punk and then I went through new romantic and then eventually found my way to goth and found my musical and outward expression home and so I suppose in the parlance of the day <laughs> I would say I identify as goth which is you know how the young people speak and I'm an elder because I've been this way for a number of years and I'm in my 60s now so well you don't look in your 60s you don't look like you're in but, your 60s. but also because you look so striking so every time I meet Jane if she's got a face if she's running she looks completely different and that in fact the very first time I saw you made up I was like what <laughs> who is this yeah, how would you recognize you, you, people don't well because no, Jane wears uh, an incredible face of makeup which you've become quite famous on YouTube and Instagram but mainly YouTube doing uh makeup tutorials but explain to us your average your average day, your face, what and how long does it take? Come on, what does uh, it look like? Well, so. It depends on an average day. I mean, I don't leave the house without eyeliner normally. 
Um, sometimes if I'm running, I'll have eyeliner on. Sometimes I won't. Um, it's not done to wear makeup when you're running. No, it's no, just no. not done. <laughs> um, nobody will do it unless they're, you know, not expecting to be accepted by yeah. the um, proper runners. And so if I go to the gym, I'll wear some eyeliner. Yeah. If I go to the shops, I'll wear some eyeliner, some maybe some powder. And I'm always saying to my husband, hang on, I'm just going to put some lipstick on. And he's like, time's ticking away. But um, if it's just like I'm going out to see you or... Would you wear what you're wearing today every day? Because you've got incredible, just to explain to the listeners, you've got amazing eyeliner on at the moment that is kind of like a large flick that's going up um, and down to your... Yeah. yeah. And then fake eyelashes. I'm assuming they're fake unless you're very lucky. No. Um, And and just a beautiful colour, but also kind of like a mirrory, like moonstone opal kind of colour that is shimmering. Yes. It's a mermaid-like. A duo. Well, it's a multi-chrome. Uh, pigment which is a loose pigment um, which you either apply with a setting spray on your brush or um, you can just apply it loose on top of other colors so whatever color you put it on top of it'll look slightly different um, and I've got quite a number of those wow. yeah queen of the palette aren't you you've got well you've got mm, millions of palettes <laughs> and we, lots of lipstick, we black have lipstick um on. We have had a downsizing of palatage at, Wil- <laughs> at, uh, at Wilkes Towers um, because they were threatening to expand. <laughs> and I had to free up a drawer in my makeup. I've got a set of Alex drawers from Ikea, which all the makeup girls have on YouTube, so I had to get some. <laughs> um, and I've also got a set for my crafting um, tools and accoutrement. And then my crafting stuff starts to grow and expand quite on its own without me doing anything. <laughs> and so I had to take a drawer from my makeup drawers. Oh, oh wow, the so you had to choose. Yes, yes, <laughs> it really was. And I had to sacrifice a number of things because my husband is a minimalist. Oh, wow. That, yeah. that makes me laugh. I'm just... <laughs> my husband is not a minimalist. <laughs> yeah. But I think I would find it very difficult to live with him if he was. Yeah. Because I mean, he would find it impossible I can't, to I'm, I mean, I'm just assuming that you are everything but a minimalist. You're a yeah. maximalist like yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I could live in your house Yeah, like, I'm a total maximalist. <laughs> but um, no, it's, we often have purges oh of everything. God. It's very impressive. We have purges of the wardrobe. We have purges of the makeup. We have purges of our living room recently. Yeah, impressive. Um, so, yeah. I, just, I mean, I... It is incredible. But you do have this wonderful, wonderful live collection of makeup. Well, it's not, the makeup's not live, but you do <laughs> but you do put this makeup on After talking all about the time. Yeah. Just uh on YouTube and you've got a huge following of people who love your style and you've started modelling clothes and all sorts of things. Yes, yes, I did. I did um some jewellery modelling, some clothing modelling. This top which I'm wearing, I got sent by the biggest alternative brand there is, which is called Killstar. And they saw me on Instagram because I've got about 38,000 followers on there. And they said, would you like to choose some things from our new collection? And I chose this tunic, which Which is is great. It's full of bones. But it's really fun. Yeah. Um, I got a hat and some leggings and various things. But yeah, I've been very, very lucky. And people send me 
um, things to show on my YouTube channel, mainly American people. Um, mm. m the majority of my viewers on YouTube are American. Um, so I get American makeup sent to me, American jewellery. Um, but I do make a lot of jewellery as well. So. so talking of the jewellery, so this yes. is very much a fundamental part of your look, isn't it? So yes. this is one of the reasons that we're very delighted that you've come to talk to us to show us your bits well, on yes, the podcast. Indeed. Because, like Alice, you do wear a ring on every finger. I do, yes. apart so, from my thumbs, because I've never really found one that works I don't properly. like the ones on my thumb. I don't wear any on my thumb. I sometimes move this one over to my thumb, but it's mm. yeah, it's not something, it's not very comfortable permanently. Um, look at the colours on those rings. Yeah, you've got beautiful stones on there. Mostly amethyst. Mainly amethyst. Um, shall I tell you about them? Yes, yes please do. Could you describe do. a little on each yes, of, of the finger that you're wearing them on? And we'll put some photos of them up on the yeah, Instagram. Lovely. But, but do explain away. Okay, listeners. Um, on my left pinky, pinky <laughs> I have a very small, almost like a signet ring with an oval amethyst and that one Jonathan bought me for my 50th birthday um, and then there's a tiny little ring there, just silver ring holding it on because my fingers are quite small I think <laughs> she said <laughs> and yeah, Alice, it's, very, it's very not even going to go past my first you knuckle. do have very dainty it's, hands it's, I have very it's small tiny. fingers but everybody, because everybody, all the guests we've had have had amazing hands I know and well, incredible fingernails. This, your, I, know, my, my, I mean, that is like... She's got silver proper... Metallic, gold, metallic kind of metallic mermaid, again, well, mermaid-like. I've done these especially for you two today. Oh, well, beautiful. they look very beautiful. Um, and as you can see, I am retired and don't work anymore, so that's why you've got such <laughs> lovely <laughs> hands. But I still do gardening and things, so they're not like there all the time. They break off on a regular mm. basis. They're beautiful. Um, this ring finger is my dear diamond engagement ring my platinum wedding ring and my diamond and platinum eternity ring but i have brought with me to show you the first ring that i had for a wedding ring and this is from jeremy hoy yes, and which is a brighton jewelry designer and it's got a moonstone in it it's very heavy. It's and a chunky thick. silver ring. Has it got but writing on the front it of it? It's has. got soft lines. It's, it's got it writing say? all on the and way on and on and on. Is that right? Yeah, all the way round. Wow! It just says so on that's and on. That's also like Julian. Like Julian. Very similar to Diana Porter's. Yeah. Is it? What does her say? On and on. Oh. Yeah. That's a. It's a. On and on and on and on. And do you remember the um, on and on and Ariston? That must have been a bit of a while back, that was. Um, also, what's incredible about that stone is it's it's sharp and pointing upwards rather mm. than set, isn't mm. it? That's really unusual. And it's very, very thick. And it's, it's very, quite very difficult to wear. Um, it's beautiful, though. Um, so that's etched, isn't it? It's, yes. It's, um, and it's etched in different size letters. So what year did you get this because i must got have it got feel that like a piece from that was 90s. after we got married and we got married in 98 so it must yeah. have been 99 2000 something like yeah, that it's got that, that and vibe. then these came along at different times after that it's beautiful though and really heavy silver yeah because when we actually got married we didn't have anything to use apart from just a plain silver band that I had with me because we ran away to Vegas to get married. Oh, wow. Tell and us did you? What happened? 
Well, you know what it's like when you get married, um, possibly. And everyone um, wants to get involved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my mum said, oh, you can have a marquee in my garden, um, but I really don't want you to invite da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, ah, no. And plus the fact my husband um, is not fond of people. No, he's a a sort of cat and a Jane person, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is he a goth? No, he's more of a metal sort of. um, I can show you a picture of him later Mm. as well. Um, But when we got married, he had very long purple hair. I had long purple hair. He was wearing black leather trousers and a black velvet long sleeve top. And I was wearing a red velvet dress and a little black hunting hat. Oh, fabulous. Um, with a veil and a little black bolero jacket. Oh, wow. Um, and we ran away to Vegas. We bought the whole shebang from Virgin Holidays because you could, like, buy the wedding. Could you? Yeah. Oh, wow. This, so this is 1998. We got um, the hotel, which was the MGM And you have to stay in Vegas for three days before you can get married. You can't just rock up and do it. We were um, contacted when we got there by the hotel saying, we're getting your flowers ready. Um, What colour's your dress? Which I thought was extremely good. So I said, red dress. They're right. Yeah, okay. You get the flowers. You get... Do you get Elvis? No. No, <laughs> that's neither, an appointment. No, neither would I want to. <laughs> um, I worked in Vegas um, when I was 18, 19. Did you? Um, and I, I spent a summer out there with my best friend. And um, I was staying in a hostel um, and we got a job working in the hostel. Um, and basically that would pay for us kind of we get a small amount of money and we would get a room for the night. Mm. And my job was cleaning the toilets. Nice. Oh. And it was the best job of everyone's because everyone else had to kind of do the beds or do the cooking or do whatever. I whipped round, cleaned all the loos, <laughs> done in five minutes. Once a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went round, did it all. And then I was off to the casino. And back then it was five cent roulette oh. so i never i only ever spent about five dollars and you'd sit at the bar you'd sit at the at the um, yeah. tables and free they drinks. would give you free drinks yeah oh brilliant so for five dollars i'd get as many free drinks as i wanted you had no idea what time it was because you were in yeah. this light you know fake fake place yeah no clocks oh it was amazing i, I remember going it. to i remember going to vegas so with my fun. parents and we drove from um los angeles to san francisco to um vegas and you came we came in in this, this incredible electrical storm and you drive through the desert and back then mm. this is about 1988 and you could just see vegas rising from the mm. desert just yeah. the light and yeah. it was like a ufo had landed yes. and i remember going there we parked up we went into circus circus and i can remember my mom vividly saying to my dad dave Dave, where's the fire exits? What's <laughs> <laughs> Anne from Chelsea? Wind it in. Anyway, I remember we went to the Grand Canyon and we had to, um, there was a one-armed bandit machine and I had the last quarter and I was in the queue and I, st- I was about to put the quarter in and my mum said, come on, come on, we're, we're going on the flight. And I went, please just put it. And she went, no, stop it, you've done enough. Off we go. Went queue up to the flight and the kid next to me, behind me, put the quarter in and the whole machine emptied <gasps> um, on the floor, like thousands of dollars worth. Did and you say, like, what did you say to like, your mother? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I remember Vegas very clearly I though. I loved Vegas though. I, I loved Fremont Street and 
We all never of went down and, there. Oh, it was lovely. We just and the golden nugget, and it was ninety nine p ninety nine p for breakfast at the golden nugget, wow. and ninety nine p for a steak in the evening. So ninety nine p ninety nine dollars ninety nine cents ninety nine cents. Yes. Wow. Where am I? What am I? I don't think it's been like that now. But anyway, no. um, back to the jewelry. Yes. yes. Uh, let me. Uh, <laughs> so, we digress. So, so you've got these beautiful rings on yeah. your third finger and yes. your. My middle finger on my left hand. This is one that Jonathan bought me when we first moved to Brighton, which I can't remember when that was, but it's going to be about 96, 97, something like that. And there used to be a market where the I360 is now. There's like a square there used to be little people would rock up and do market stalls. That when the, and the West Pier would have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. then. So because uh, we watched it burn, yeah, we so were off that day and we watched it burn. Yeah. But that that came from there. That was and the first weekend that we moved to Brighton. Was oh it? And everybody God. thought we were part of it. <laughs> All the family were like, "Did you do something?" <laughs> it was yeah. awful. But it's still beautiful now, isn't it? I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love like it. It's Absolutely my favourite, it. favourite landmark in Brighton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a huge so canvas in our hallway of um, a photograph of the West Pier now, but covered in snow. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's picture. Beautiful, beautiful picture. This, um, is, this, this one, looks like it's Victorian. It is. It's This is an antique marcasite and amethyst ring. And Jonathan bought me this on our 20th anniversary, um, which was five years ago. So from that, maths whizzes, you will work (laughs) out that it was our silver wedding anniversary last month. Wow. And we went and stayed in the Grand. Did you? Oh, fabulous. So that was nice. So moving right along onto my right hand, the I'll go this way because I went that way on the other hand. So on my little finger, I have... This ring, which is one of the rings I made. So you've got massively into crafting, haven't yes. you, of late? Yes. So you love making jewellery for people and, and presents. Yes. What and stones are they? Is that, is they're that... just beads. Okay. So, yeah, it's, beads it's wire and, and, and wire and, yeah. and wrapping. It's yeah, all it's about lovely. the wrapping. Um, and a little silver ring there to hold it on. Oh, and I we do... will show all the, yes. um, yeah. all the listeners yes. the images. They'll be on our Instagram. So and... I just like making rings and giving them to people. I've made quite a large number and just given them all You're away always to people. Coming, you always buy me jewellery for my... Make me jewellry for my birthdays and stuff. Yeah, I have to make you something me. else. Well, I made you something else this year. Yes, she made me the most beautiful book that was full of... It was like a, a diary, but every page had been kind of altered and it had little pull-out cards in it. Aww, it's incredible. It's amazing. the most incredible thing. And so, I've made something for men... My daughter Minty. So yeah, so it's beautiful. Very similarly. Very, very so, beautiful. And I'm going to teach her how to do it as well. Oh, she'll love that. Now this ring, this is also a chunky, thick silver ring. And it's set with sapphires. And to my eye... It looks molten almost. Yes. To my eye, it looks like you've just hit your pickaxe yes. into the rock. And this is what you see, these sapphires bursting out. So I think that's done with a lost casting, so where they basically, you would put the stones into wax and then you would cast it. And then 
basically that's the process so it actually is it's kind of melted around the stones mm, it's wow. a fabulous it's fabulous because you basically don't need to set them they kind of do their yeah. own thing wow. but some sometimes stones actually kind of get lost under the silver mm, mm. um and also when i was talking to my casters they were saying that they also lose a lot of stones in the bottom of the casting oh, machine really? because obviously oh. as it melts yeah. <laughs> all sorts of things can happen oh, so no. yeah so it doesn't work on a big big scale but it works yeah. really really well if you're just doing it oh, that's a one so off it's lovely and this is from also from a Brighton designer this is from Jewel Thief oh Jewel Thief's lovely 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 they're shop. in my building actually uh, oh, where we are, yeah so um where our workshop is oh right well what happened was, um, it was during my chemotherapy and my mum came to visit me and we were wandering around and she was saying, I want to buy you something, I want to buy you a present, shall I buy you a wig? And I was like, well, I have got a wig, I don't wear it very often, um, and don't buy me another wig because I'm getting better. Um, sidebar, when I got breast cancer, nobody told me that you could die from it. I had no idea that you I could really... die from it. I just thought, oh, I've got breast cancer. I'll have some operation and some chemotherapy and some radiotherapy and then I'll be better. That's probably a good attitude to have. Well, ignorance is bliss, yeah. clearly. Yes. I but, was sort um, of in the same boat, really. It never really occurred to me that it was as dangerous as it was. But, yeah, you know. my husband knew because he worked um, for a company that made lasers that kill tumors inside you by it's a whole thing but using lasers to mirror the shape of a tumor so that you can burn it out of somebody mm. while it's say in their lung and they're breathing yeah, yeah. and you don't have to wow take that technology is yeah so he knew all about it so he suffered enormously when i was ill because he knew that i could die and obviously I didn't. And I was, he didn't share that with you? No, he didn't. That's good. That's a... <laughs> um, so I was gaily tripping along saying to my mum, no, 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 get me another wig. I'll be fine soon. It, um, buy me some jewellery. So we went into Jewel Thief and they had these lovely um, like bird claw rings. Yes, they've got some lovely And I tried one on and they just looked so big on my finger. It yeah. looked like, you know, a chicken had just sat there and... <laughs> Fallen off. You don't want the chicken look on no. a reindeer. So the man in the shop said, um, try this one on. And I tried it on and he said, oh, because nobody's ever actually found a finger that it's fitted them before, but that fits you. And my mum started telling him the story of why she was buying it for me. So he gave her a sizable discount, oh, uh, which sweet. was very nice of him. Um, that's and that's that ring. So it's beautiful. It's really, really a special ring. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I don't wear that one every day because I am frightened to knock it. And in fact, I have knocked one of the diamonds out of my eternity ring twice. Mm. But oh, we luckily, about diamonds and eternity rings, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> in the last episode, yes. Um, interesting. Your your chicken. When you said about the yeah. chicken, um, when we had um, recently, when we had the king's coronation. Um, we decided to make um, something for. We kept being asked, "Could you make a design for the king's coronation?" Um, by by some of the platforms that we sell, and we mm. were, they they were like, you know, it'd be nice to celebrate. Mm. Um, so I came up with a signet ring that had a roast chicken on it because <laughs> it's coronation chicken. chicken. Coronation yeah, chicken. Yeah, it was basically. I can see where you did It was a roast chicken with a crown on the top. <laughs> 
it didn't sell well let's just put it that way yeah, <laughs> yeah but at least you made an effort that's yeah. the main thing i mean no i can't mm, no so no you wouldn't no. want that well vegan <laughs> she's a yes, vegan so. um so what what jewelry would you what do you wear every what's single day what's your favorite piece, piece? Oh, difficult you're, question. I mean, ring, obviously, because you've you... got lots of earrings in and a nose ring. I can see skulls in your ears and yes, skeletons I mean, around your neck. This ring in the top of my left ear with a skull in it, I had this pierced in 1988 in New Orleans by some hairdressers. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. I was tra- they, did they mean to do that? Yes. <laughs> I, I was travelling round America on the Greyhounds in 1988 on my own. Wow. And I rocked up in New Orleans. And my plan in every city where I went was to find the gay district of whichever city it was. Because I knew as a straight woman I'd be safe there. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I sort of basically, you know, found some interesting looking people and followed them about and they would say oh you're English and love me immediately and um, I stayed with these hairdressers for a while can't tell you how long because we were smoking back in the day <laughs> um, and yeah and for they, eight years <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah they pierced my ear for me and um, that's that one so I, I never take that so out. has that stayed in there yeah that's been in there all oh the time. Gosh. And I love that skull. He's, he's beautiful. Yeah, so there's that. And then you would, you made this necklace. I made this necklace. Normally, I mean, before COVID, before the prices of everything went through the roof, mm-hmm. you could go into Claire's or Claire's Accessories, as it used to be called, and you could buy all sorts of nice things for no money, chop them up and make them into other things. Mm-hmm. And I would go in usually the day after Halloween when they'd cut the prices of all their skulls and bats and what have you, yeah. buy them all and um, turn them into other things. And so the little skeletal man that I'm wearing on my necklace comes from a pair of Claire's earrings. Um, what would I never take off? Well, I never take off, apart from when I'm running, I never take off these little ones. I don't take off my those ones obviously my relationship rings but what's your but my favorite piece, piece favorite i think apart from the ones that jonathan's bought me because they all mean so much to me i think it's got to be the this ring on my right hand forefinger because back in i'm gonna say about six years ago i was recovering from my cancer and watching a lot of YouTube, sitting around at home, watching a lot of YouTube, um, and also recovering from having my hip replaced the same year. Um, yeah, it was which, a bit of a rough year, Yeah, it? it was. I got it all in the same year. That I packed it in, terrible. got it over and done with, end of. So Kept smiling. <laughs> most Afterwards. of the time, <laughs> yeah. I found this lovely lady, American lady, who lived in upstate New York, and she had a channel... And her name was Callie Black. And she had a pentagram ring. Um, she was a Wiccan. She did crafting. She was a couple of years younger than me, not much. But there was just something about her that was just so comforting and friendly. She was um, an amputee. She'd had some sort of vascular problem and had a leg off just above the knee. And she lived in this lovely out-of-the-way place full of book 
books and she was vegan and she she would say just I don't know really what it was about her but sometimes you see somebody online and you just think I like that person yeah she's one of mine and you yeah. think mm-hmm. you know and so we start to correspond in in the in the comments and she would always correspond with me in such a lengthy and affectionate way that we just started writing to each other and we started sending each other bits of friend mail and it was just lovely and she taught me a lot of craft which I then went on to expand on myself that was when I started doing clay um Joe bought me some clay one year for my birthday and um I made some moons and some fridge mags. And I made you a big moon, oh, didn't I? That big moon. window yeah. hanging. Yeah. She was the one that encouraged me to do more to do with the moon, which was part of her Wiccan thing. And she was always talking about the magic that's in the world. And sometimes that can be a bit woo-woo for me. Mm. But the way she talked about it, I knew what she meant. Mm. And I'm... On paper, I'm an atheist. Mm. Um, but before I met my husband, I was much more of a sort of pantheist. I was very much a sort of C.S. Lewis pantheist. There were dryads in the trees and there were um, fawns in the woodland, but you couldn't see them because they were just out of reach. Yeah, and, I love that idea, though. And when I was a little, little girl, there were fairies everywhere. Yes, that's, I believe that. Yeah, and yeah. that came from my mum buying me flower fairy books. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me. Yeah, I've still this. got my original sewn bound. Do you remember... The story about the, the black and white photographs of the flower of oh, the girls. Oh, the Cottingley said, fairies, yes. I always believed that. Nobody told me that it wasn't true yes. until well, I was much older. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same here. And I'm still a great flower fairy fan, and that's how I learnt all my wildflowers. Yeah. And sidebarring back to running, I used to do wildflower group runs when I was in the running club. And one year I did a whole load of handouts with all pictures of flowers and said this we've got to find these on the run and that's a brilliant idea yeah and we did that and it was fun but I'm always astounded how many people don't know what a basic wildflower is so I sort of felt that when she spoke about magic it was something that was in everything a little bit like the force but with less weaponry <laughs> and <Fabulous. laughs> So I th- I sort of thought, I know what you mean, and it, it is magic, and it is everywhere. And when she died, she died of cancer, and she didn't know she had cancer until it was too late. She mm-hmm. kept saying, I've got this awful pain in my shoulder. I think I've pulled something. And, of course, she was in America, so she didn't really go to the doctors very often. But mm-hmm. eventually she went, and she'd got some sort of cancer that had gone into her shoulder and was metastasizing across the rest of her body and she died just like that that's so sad it was so sad I was absolutely heartbroken because I'd been planning to go over to see her to see her Mm -hmm. um and And did she get you that ring she always wore a ring and I saw a ring in a shop and it was the exact same ring, and I had to wear it. So I wear it every day. I, to remind her. And I mind. only take it off when I'm running, because if mm-hmm. you've ever run with rings on, you'll know 
that your hands swell up, up. Yeah. and you could lose a finger. Um, the other thing, I don't know if you can see, but I had a pentagram inspired by her tattooed on my chest. Oh, wow. After she died. It's lovely, and I like the way it's um, it's twigs, isn't it? It is. It's, it's twigs and ivy. And it's beautiful. These are dog roses from the English countryside. So the interesting thing is that you, you know, if you saw you on a dark night, yes, you could possibly think that you might be scary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you're the absolute opposite. I know. It's so bizarre that. I mean, I was saying this to my chiropodist only yesterday. <laughs> I think I look really sort of unapproachable and scary. But people are always coming up to me <laughs> and talking to me and saying, oh, I like you, whatever it might be. But that's because you're in Brighton. Yeah. That's you're in Brighton. And that's, that's because Brighton's wonderful. Yeah, could be that, couldn't it? But also, you, I mean, you sh everyone should be able to wear whatever they want and you look amazing. I think it's more that there's... Um, a perception in our heads of yeah of the witchcraft i think exactly it's, more, it's, it's all of that so to see you you know all the nature and all of those kind of elements that mm. you've got together as well mm. um it's beautiful i mean i have got my most gothy tattoo is that one which, which is, is a, a bat big bat up a, jane's arm and up on my right arm on the isn't it? elbow um but all my other um tattoos are not so much goth no standard they're not what we call you know um the old school goth these are sort of my interpretation of it which as i've got older i've realized that i don't have to dress specifically in a certain way i know i'm goth my heart and soul are goth my clothes might not be what you would expect a 22-year-old goth to wear. And I, I have done goth eye makeup with the white and the black, and it looks all right, but I like to be able to... Express your colour. Express oh, myself. Because you've got flowers in your hair and, and purple ribbons. and Yes. It's beautiful. We will be taking a photograph, so if, if that's okay with of you. Course. Um, of course. James. And the bats on your sunglasses, I think. Are oh, fabulous. yes. I mean, I've got... A number of pairs of Primark sunglasses, which cost no money. I, I, some, I have a habit of getting Primark sunglasses. <laughs> some have got bats on like this and some have got spiders on. I love the way that you you upcycle these things. Yes. I When I started out, I was exactly the same. I used to get vintage jewellery from the charity shops. Yep. I used to go to any of the cheap shops that I could buy anything and then deconstruct it and make yep. it into something more special. I used to wear jackets, wear the lapels. I'd put loads of vintage buttons mm. all sewn onto it. And, you know, I was actually thinking about the time I, um, when I first um, started, I ended up being a temp in a in an office and I was so bored being this receptionist in this office. I was a receptionist and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and I ended up making, um, I ended up using the stationery cupboard as my favourite thing to make jewellery and I made um, jewellery using sellotape, tipex and neon pens mm -hmm. and basically it was like making these things and then the hole punch to then hang the earrings and it and, and paper clips and everything wow. and I've still got all this jewellery. <laughs> In boxes, because my husband was like, you need to keep these as a, as a kind of as a reminder, as a, a reminder of wow. where you started. But I used to make them for all my family, like I, at Christmas events, mm. all my my whole family would be wearing these big wire 
things that I've created <laughs> with all sorts of bits and bobs hanging from. Um, but, you know, that's where you kind of start and, and, and then you start to get your signature style, which I think you've mm. obviously got a signature style. And it's um, and it's it's lovely to kind of go through that process. Well, long may you continue to find the magic in the world, Jane. Well, thank and you. And long may you continue to be running and being healthy and, and be terribly approachable because you are so very approachable, actually, despite your scary looks. Uh, but um, it's really lovely Absolutely. seeing all your bits. Thank yeah. you for showing us your Well, story. thank you for having me on. And um, I look forward to the listeners having a look at the pictures. And oh, maybe... and do, do remind us, where can where can they see you? Where can we find oh, you? And your right. makeup tutorials as well. Yes, my YouTube channel, which is makeup tutorials and clothes upcycling and various things like that, is Jane Wilkes, my Elder Goth style. And my Instagram is purplejanew. There is um, a troll called purplejanew0 who stole my pictures. But as long as you just put purplejanew, Jane, J-A-N-E, no Y, it's plain Jane. Wonderful. (laughs) Do check her out. Yes, do. It's really interesting. Thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Please like and share with your friends. And all the images of the jewellery will be on our Instagram at Show Us Your Bits podcast. Next time, we'll be talking to Brighton jeweller Rebecca Ann, and we'll be discussing gold and the tokens and language of love. Beautiful. Join us next time. <laughs>